Hi, Tim Garrigan with our Genius Episodes. I've been curious about the Great Conjunction with Jupiter and Saturn aligning and what it all means. So let's go to the big island of Hawaii to talk with the pros. Mary Beth Lechak and Sam Barden work with the Canada-France Hawaii Telescope. It sits way up at 14,000 feet atop Mauna Kea. Welcome. Thanks for having us, Tim. So yes, thank great. You. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Mary Beth. Okay. Can we just start, what is the Great Conjunction? So the Great Conjunction that we're going to see is Saturn and Jupiter appearing to move closer and closer in the sky over the next, well, it's been happening for several weeks now. December 21st is gonna be the point where they're the closest and um, then they will start to move apart. Now, it's really important to think of the sky like three-dimensionally. So when we look at the, the sky at night, everything is, is 2D. We have no sense of distance because everything is so very, very far away. So Jupiter and Saturn are not actually near each other. They are separated by hundreds of millions of miles. But what's going to happen, if you don't mind, I have my stuffed planet, is that with that three-dimensionality, they're both moving. And we're going to reach a point where it looks like they're moving together or that they're going to be oh. super close and touching. But if you think of it as like cars, you know, you're driving along a highway, not a highway on the big island because we, we, we don't have a ton of two lane highways, but you're driving along like a big highway on the mainland and you're in the slow lane. As you're watching, it looks like cars are passing, you see the cars passing each other. And if you were from a further distance, it would look like the cars, even though they're in separate lanes, are actually in the same lane and getting closer. So that's what we're seeing with the Great Conjunction. It just so happens that from the perspective of the Earth, Jupiter and Saturn's orbits are lining up. If we kind of go back to our car analogy, you'll often hear that planets are in retrograde. And if you think about that, that's the, essentially the Earth passing them. So we're all orbiting the sun in the middle. And um, at some point, the Earth goes. So you've got Mars, the car here, and you're coming up on it. And it looks like it's moving forward. The Earth car passes it. And then when you pass it, it looks like it's moving backwards before you see it moving forwards again. That's what we're seeing when we, when we hear retrograde motion, which is not necessarily related to this event but it's a beautiful sight to see in the sky. When we look at it, we see these two points of light getting closer and closer and closer every single night until the 21st where it will look like they're going to merge. And then the 22nd, they'll get a little bit farther and farther apart. Um, Sam actually has an animation that will show us what we're going to see. So this is an animation that I, I made uh, last night uh, with Stellarium. It's a a uh, free open source uh, program available for computers that uh, uh, simulates the night sky. And uh, uh, what I'm gonna show you are three days worth of, of stepping through the conjunction in one hour uh, steps. Okay. Uh, so we'll get it going. So you see Jupiter down in the lower right coming up, sort of like Santa crossing the sky. And you see Saturn up above it, also moving to the left. And the, the two planets are starting to get closer together. What's very interesting is that bright star in the background that Jupiter just passed by. 
Uh, there's some really close uh, passages of a couple of the moons. And in fact, it looks like Jupiter actually occults that star uh, during uh, this transit event. Uh, so anyway, so this is over the course of three days. So there's plenty of time to observe this uh, and uh, ideally take images of it. Uh, certainly try to see it through a telescope to see Jupiter and Saturn in the same field of view. It's uh, actually quite mind-blowing. That's, that's really interesting. Um, these are massive planets, right? Yes, Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system, and Saturn is the second largest. Wow. Do you have a photo, uh, Mary Beth, of, from either a telescope or anything of like what Saturn looks like? Or I do. Now, I'm going to say that the photo I'm going to show you, I want to give just like a little warning, was actually taken by the Canada-France White Telescope. Okay. So we're not able to take an image of this event. Um, we have five different instruments, and each one of them does something different. And so on the telescope right now is our wide field optical imager, so it takes light um, in the wavelengths so your eyes can see. These two objects are way too bright for us to take a picture of. But um, in 2018, we, were, we had a brand new instrument and we were commissioning it. And so that means we were using it for the very first time. And so this is Saturn through the guider of Spiru. Now Spiru um, collects light from a single star and makes a rainbow of it, but so this is not the instruments picture. Um, what we're seeing here is if you want to find your star, you, you have an area that you're looking at. And so to test it, to make sure it was in focus, this is a picture of Jupiter that we took. So you should not expect to see Jupiter look this way when you look through your telescope. But what I, oh, sorry, Saturn. But what I will say about Saturn, and Sam will back me up on this one, I think, is that it's, in my mind, the most perfect thing in the, in, to start off looking at in astronomy. It looks the way your brain thinks you're going to look. The first okay. time, I vividly remember the first time I saw it in a telescope, it was the inner pier in Baltimore. Um, and there was this guy who had a telescope set up and I was random and I looked through it and it was perfect. It's just absolutely perfect. And so wow. this was taken again by CFHT. I wanna show you Jupiter. It's a little bit more realistic. So Jupiter was taken by one of our remote observers, Callie Crowder. So this image was taken when she was actually in college a couple years ago. Okay. And so she took this as part of her astronomy lab. So here we have Jupiter with its, with its bands. You can see the great red spot here. And then two of its moons. This is a more realistic sort of picture. If you're an amateur astronomer and you've got a setup where you have a camera, um, attached to your telescope, and, and Sam will talk more about that later, um, you're able to, you're able to um, actually get really great pictures like this. Beautiful. Really nice. Um, so this is not your everyday event, right? This is rare. This is pretty rare, yeah. Because if we think about it, all of the planets are orbiting. So everybody's orbiting the sun. They're all doing their own thing. And everything we see is from the perspective of Earth. So getting those two planets to align or any planets to align, particularly this closely, is a very rare event. And that's what makes it so fascinating. That's awesome. Okay, we're going to take a fast break. When we come back, uh, you all have a crazy idea and an interesting project that you all want us to participate in. So we're going to hear about that and also the best way to view it from home. So we'll be right back. Feeling zoomed out? 
Tired of the same old technical glitches and virtual meeting monotony? You can bet your employees and customers feel the exact same way. Imagine your next get-together as an interactive TV experience. You, sir, won a Chromebook tonight. Welcome to the world of GLG Virtual Events. GLG Virtual Events takes your opportunity, adds some television magic, creativity, and Zoom technology to bring your brand to life in ways that impress, inform, and entertain. How about a little showbiz at your next sales conference? How we doing our little test, huh? An inspiring keynote at your next company meeting. Take the job no one wants. Engaging interviews at your next product launch. Do you love everything that's going on tonight? It's amazing. A custom game show at a virtual happy hour. Tell David what he's won. It's time to expect more from your next online event. GLG Virtual Events, the future of getting together. We're back with Mary Beth Lechek and Sam Barton, the Canada France Hawaii Telescope. Okay, so you all are working on a project that you want us to kind of help crowdsource and participate in if we can. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so earlier this year, I was thinking about this conjunction and, uh, I, and, I, and I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool if, if you could take pictures of the, of the two planets in the sky from a large baseline and make a stereogram out of it, like the old Viewmaster uh, type things where you, where you then see Jupiter in the foreground, Saturn uh, in the background, and then hopefully stars even further in the background. So I started to explore whether or not this was even, even possible. I, it's still not clear it is, but uh, it's worth uh, trying. Uh, it, it, uh, it, the Saturn is about twice the distance away from Jupiter from us uh, during this conjunction. And, uh, and it works out that uh, Jupiter will have a, it's called a parallax. And that's, you know, if you blink your eyes and you see things in the background move with respect to foreground objects, that's the parallax. And so the angle of that parallax is quite small. Uh, for, for Jupiter, it's like one and a half arc seconds. And an arc second is one thirty-six hundredth of a degree. Uh, so it's a quite small uh, angle. Uh, Saturn has a parallax of about half that, uh, about 0.8 arc seconds. And so between the two, there's a, a parallax of about half an arc second. These are at the resolving powers uh, of a lot of imaging capabilities, especially on professional telescopes and high-end amateur telescopes. And so I thought, well, maybe, maybe it's possible. Um, I did work it through. I think it's about the equivalent of trying to see the stereoscopic effect of things that are half a mile away and a mile away with your eyes. Okay. Uh, sort of on, so, so it's very small. Um, I'm not, you know, not being an expert on this, I, I don't know if there's ways to, to enhance it, uh, but those will be some of the things we'll, we'll try to explore. So the idea is to then get images from as wide of a baseline as we can on the Earth. The Earth can provide, uh, say, up to 6,000 kilometer uh, baselines, you know, uh, 4,000 mile separations. And, uh, and that, you know, gives these parallaxes that I was just speaking about. Um, unfortunately, 
the timing of this event uh, uh, makes all of this extremely challenging. Ideally, we would love to have this conjunction occurring in the middle of the night when it's, it can be observed for hours on end from any given place on the Earth. And then you could do uh, baselines east, west, north, south, and, uh, and to have all sorts of opportunities. But instead, it occurs right after sunset. We have maybe an hour window uh, to take to take images, especially in the in the north, the southern uh, hemisphere has a little bit longer because they'll be higher in the sky. But their sunset is later. Uh, the other thing is the timing uh, in the year. It's associated with the solstice, and the solstice makes it more difficult to get north south alignment for timings of, of when the uh, the conjunction is available. But it is possible that there will be pairs of sites and images that we can, uh, uh, we can line up. Uh, the other challenge is ideally we want to get the timings of the images to within about a minute of each other. Mm. Uh, uh, because uh, the motion is, as that video showed, those planets are actually moving across the sky quite quickly. And uh, in, the minute, in a minute, they move by about a half arc second, which is comparable to mm. uh, the signal we're trying to to evaluate. So anyway, so that was the basis of, of this crazy idea is to see, can we do this? I, even if we fail to do it, uh, there's, there's all sorts of secondary uh, and, and very interesting uh, uh, things that can come out of it. One is just assembling all the images into a movie, uh, sort of uh, like the animation I showed, uh, and uh, watching the dance of, of Saturn and Jupiter together. Um, the other is we could make a, a student lab uh, with this where students can measure the images and then actually measure the parallaxes. We might not be able to see the stereoscopic effect, but you could probably be able to extract the measurements uh, and uh, evaluate uh, mathematically what's going on. Uh, so that would make a really good educational lab. Um, Sam, do we, so what you're describing is not, um, it would take certain kinds of uh, equipment or it's not just our standard camera, but we also have to have some knowledge about, about what you were talking about in terms of the arc and timing and all that, right? I, it helps. I, I think what we're going to do because we, I, this is sort of a, a, a crapshoot. Uh, I, I, we, we, I think we're, we're just going to tell people, uh, give us images and then we'll mix and match. I think trying to coordinate the timings would be really, really difficult uh, without having planned this, you know, months in advance. So I think, uh, but yes, you, you need to, we need a timestamp with the images uh, that's good to, you know, half a minute. Or, or better, you know, your computer should be able to provide that. It would be good if your computer was synced up and, and had, you know, the latest timestamp. Uh, so, so we need that information. Um, we also would need it to be done with semi-decent equipment because we do need the image quality. So iPhone images probably aren't going to, to cut it. iPhone images will be interesting uh, from their own perspective in terms of just a, a video of watching that <clears throat> dance uh, over the course of nights. Uh, but for this uh, experiment, we need 
uh, the finer uh, resolving power of probably at least a, a small telescope. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. And then where do, go ahead, Mary Beth, I bet you're gonna talk about that. I was gonna say, if you are listening and you are an amateur astronomer and you are understanding every single word that Sam is telling you, we want your images. I think that's really the takeaway. Sam is, um, one of our brilliant engineers at CFHT, the project that he works on is our Monica Spectroscopic Explorer, which is actually the idea that we have to refurbish CFHT and um, build a, a larger telescope on the exact same base and have all of these really wonderful spectrographs. And so that's the work that Sam does on a daily basis. And he's absolutely brilliant and brilliant at it. So if you're watching this video and you're like, I know what he's talking about. We want your images. If you're watching this video and you're like, I'm not sure what he's talking about. We want you to go outside and look at this with your eyes. That would be me. <laughs> Got it. So, but, uh, okay. And then where, uh, will folks, um, send their images to? We have a link, um, and I'll give it to you, Tim. It's bit.ly slash C S H T conjunction 2020. And you'll upload your images. You'll make sure to put your name, where you're observing from, and that timestamp that, that Sam mentioned, just right in the in the, the header of your image. When you're when you're uploading it, we want to make sure that file name has your name so we can credit you, where you're observing from, so that Sam can work his magic and what time that image was taken. That's awesome. So and then we might see the Sam's magic like three or four days, five days, a week later. Yeah, with the holidays, no pressure, Sam. Like, like yeah, with the no holidays, pressure. give Sam a little extra time. Um, CFHT on our social media, we will post some of the pictures that we receive on the okay. 23rd. Yeah. Sam's magic might take a little longer because I'm certain he wants to like enjoy Christmas. Understood, I, I get that. Um, what, what Can you tell us about what's the best way to view it? Uh, from, you know, just for like me with my iPhone or just looking at it, what time or where am I looking and what should I expect to see? So I actually have a picture of that taken by one of CFHT's resident astronomers from the University of Hawaii, Heather Fulaling. So Heather took this picture from her Lenin, her, her, her porch. So what we see here, this really bright spot is Jupiter. Just above it is Saturn and here is the moon. I want you to notice, you can see it right off the horizon. So you see some of the trees in Heather's yard. And that's how you view it. You look towards the west, right either right before sunset, as the sun is setting, or directly after. And you will see two very bright light points of light in the sky. Jupiter is going to be the one that's closer to the horizon and brighter. And Saturn is just above it. And so on the 21st, they're going to look like they are almost, Sam, we'll be able to see it. So it's visually almost one object, right? Probably, I, I think a 10th of a degree is the separation, but it, so it'll be look, pretty close. It'll yeah. look really close. And yeah. so you need no special equipment to view this. You just go outside and look West. And if you're like, I don't know how to find West, you walk outside and you see where the sunset, because we're doing this right around sunset, and that's the direction you want to look in because everything in our solar system, all of the planets and the moon and the sun are all in the same plane in the sky. We imagine that like a big table and that's the zodiac. And so if you know where the moon is, you know where the sun is, 
um, or where the sun just set, you will be able to find these objects. Um, and if it's a cloudy day and you're freaking out and you're like, oh my God, it's terrible weather on the 22nd. You know what, look on the, on the 21st, look on the 22nd. They'll be a little bit further apart, but it's still spectacular. And it's, uh, but that's the window, right? After that, it's kind of. In between over. now and then, they're moving closer and closer and closer together. And okay. then after that date, they're going to move further and further and further and further apart. And then they'll just be back to being spectacular on their own. Well, you guys are awesome. Thank you uh, for letting me geek out on this. Um, it's super interesting. And thanks for the good work you're doing. And I, I, I kind of hope. Uh, a lot of folks will will take you up on the idea of um, submitting their photos to a Google Drive. We'll we'll post the link here at the end of it of this segment. And uh, I just wish you all a very uh, great time over the next few days, and then a wonderful holiday. And a here's to a marvelous uh, 2021. So thank you. Thank you Sam. Same to you. Thanks.